Politics. This is Howard Cosell. Up and down, all around. I don't believe it. The jab to the left is Mouse Ween steps back and looks forward and says, I'm gonna get you, sucker. Start. Yeah. Hello. It is us. It is I, Mouse. I'm Joelle. I am the San Diego mom, wifey, cat, dog, kid lady. And I'm uh, Weens, otherwise known as Julianne, and I'm um, available to party. <laughs> Woo! I'm a swinging ween. Which I love because you just talked to me yesterday about, is it weird that I never want to go out or do anything? <laughs> is it me or is it just the times? And yeah, could it be? I don't know. I think Apparently it's, it's the times because a lot of people are having a hard time readjusting after COVID. True, although it's been quite a while. But, hey, you know what? I say be authentic, and if you don't want to go out, don't go out! It's overrated, you spend too much money, and you have to get all zhuzhed up, and I'd rather stay in my sweatpants. Yeah. I'm kind of with you. Really? I mean, okay. yeah. Right? They're cozy. Yeah, I enjoy sweatpants. Our father used a lot of sweatpants in his day. Yes. Did you notice that? He did. I thought about that just today, yeah. Our mother does not. She's not as sweaty. <coughs> I've just had a cold that I obtained oh. from your young daughter, who we call Typhoid Charlotte, because she's always the ground zero germ spreader. Yeah, and I think by us sharing this mic right here, we're on YouTube, too. You can see how close we're talking. I don't need to know what you <laughs> ate. It smells like some kind of garlic No, it barf. does not. It's a leftover hot dog. Oh, gosh. I mean, sausage. Too much sodium nitrate, folks. Artisanal. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think, are we going to pass it back and forth? Or once we've built up our <laughs> viral load, we're okay now? I might pass it to you, so. I think I already have it, though. Okay. Anyway. We'll see. All right, Weens, let's jump into our topic today. I am uh, going through... Some teenage changes. If you guys don't know, I have a 16 and a half year old, a 15 and a half year old, both boys, and then a 11 year old girl. So, and it sounded not... like you were going through teenage changes. But oh, yeah. You've already too. been through them. Yes. Yours no. is more um, I will menopausal. Say, yeah. My teenage boobs have now become perimenopausal pancake flaps <laughs> hanging oh, no. on the side of a fence they're still nice they're just lower than they were really yeah as Seven. my friend melissa says 20 40 20 <laughs> 40 i'm raising my hands up and down the up ones are the 20s the down ones are the 40s yeah i mean they used to line up with like like my armpits they were way up here and now they're down here but they're still in the same shape i don't know Whatever. Who cares? Good. They did their job. They're done. They yeah. can they can retire now into my I need a nice bra. Anyway, uh I'm You had humans one. hanging off of them for a while. I did. Isn't that interesting? So what weird. a bizarre human I thought about the the they call it the African ankle shooters, but a lot of people who have never had <laughs> brassiers 
in their life and they you just see people hanging out without shirts in the savannas and things and wouldn't that be uncomfortable did you see that when you traveled in uh where were you namibia in? namibia yeah yeah just shirtless and hanging the hatha women and yeah except i will say they didn't have these old um german longhorns <laughs> they were they were a little more taut and tight well yeah that's all right i mean honestly we put way too much pressure on ourselves for bo- yeah. boobilages i but, think boobs are great and fine if they're long yeah that's right not that we know anything about, about long, long boobs. boobs. <laughs> That's our tagline. <laughs> Not that we know anything about long boobs. <laughs> All right, Seth, so okay. tell me what's yes. going on in your teenage world. Well, since we last recorded, I mean, I think we've been talking about vacations and things like that, but uh, the boys have changed. We've been going through stuff. So uh, the 16 and a half year old is finally driving. Yay. He got his... His license officially after all this time practicing with a permit and driving around with me. And I'm, I'm sad for the time. It was a fun time to sit in the passenger seat with him and we would talk and it was focused time without a freaking device in his hand, you know. And For 10 minutes. Well, yeah. Short little drives. But it was nice. And I kind of missed that. But I'm very happy for him that he passed his license exam. I'll let you finish drinking. Gurgly audio. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he now takes Elliot everywhere, too. So now I don't have to drive Elliot. So all of a sudden I went from carpooling mom to not needed mom. Oh, is that really a thing? Well, it feels like that, but no, it's not. I mean, they still need me. But I don't, really? I don't have to drive. Yeah, it's weird. It was like a big part of my job description, right? I'm the driving mom. I am So attached. you don't feel relief at all? I do feel relief, but I also feel sadness. It's just a big change, you know? And then you moved in, and you have been driving Charlotte, so I'm off the hook for that one. So I really only do a one-way trip now with a child. Wow. And it's a big change. I don't know. So it's weird. It's just one of those changes. I was reading something that... As a parent, you go through tiny little, uh, uh, what is it called? Mornings. Like you mourn a little bit with each new really? stage. So what is that? I don't understand that. So is it that they're getting closer to leaving and then you yeah. don't know your purpose in life anymore? Not that it's a purpose. It's just your job description has changed. It's like changing departments at a workplace. And or it's changing like, careers entirely. Yeah, not yet. I think it's more of... People on floor one. I'm going to floor two now. I will remember these years and days. It was fun. And then you go up the elevator. But you're still at the same company. How's that for an analogy? So the company is the house. Yeah. The floors are the yeah. stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh yeah. Okay, wait, I didn't want to get into the whole main meet yet. We were gonna talk about you. All right, let's table that. This is just stuff I want to talk about. There are a couple of teens. No, I like to get into it. Do it while you're flowing. So well, the teen stuff is a little bit of grieving and mourning. Yeah. But you're happy that they're, I mean, he can Did drive. You read my flow of paper, though. I had a whole plan. Okay, let's go with your plan. Right, thank you. I do want to hear from you first because I think that's important. I think this is what the people that might listen to Mouse and Weens would be interested in. So let's table the teen talk. For a second, because I do have a 
few incidences, incidents, incidents that I want to talk about. Inciting incidents. Yes. And get your guys' opinion. But, um, but yeah, catch me up with what we've been doing. Tell people what we're up to, because this is speaking of job change, Mm -hmm. a really big new thing that we're doing. So we're working on a documentary. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, this was a documentary that we had decided to do. It actually was inspired. I love Laura Havers, who we interviewed. Haver. Haver, sorry. <laughs> Haver, who we interviewed on our show. But she has a, something called the Havers. Chasing Havers. Yeah, so that's why I got confused. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she's a great lady. And I had a little consultation session with her. And it was like, what do you really want to do like if you could do anything what lights you up and I was like documentary if I were to shoot a documentary on your death experiences or something in that world she was like okay so write it down and And then I did and then it was like oh that's unrealistic and now we are here I've come to San Diego I cut the cord on the film industry you've so kindly you cut the cord on someone else telling you what to do. Now you're in the film. You are part of the film industry, but it's independent. Yeah. Yes. So I'm here where, and then we decided to shape it into more of a story that we could both do together, which I love that idea. Don't you? Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Drinking water. Never mind. Pretend we're on zoom and you can be loud and gulpy. It was not. Mine wasn't as well. I am just giving it back. (laughs) Um, And so now we're doing it on, there were nefarious, possibly, circumstances about my father, our father. My father, too. Who was in heaven. (laughs) It's my little joke. And uh, just a little joke. Yeah. And so we don't know what exactly happened around his death. It's a mystery. And we're going to discover it as we go and discover other lessons on the way. So we went and we shot a week so far, Mm -hmm. or at least a week on the road with a lot of interviews. We shot a lot around the house, building up to that and a little bit afterwards. So we're going to start piecing it together and we still have some loose ends to tie up. We're going on another trip in a couple of weeks. And we're still collecting lots of footage around here. And then we have some artsy shots to do. But it's so cool for me. Can I just say, because I'm watching TV and movies now with new eyes and noticing like, oh, how did they get that shot? And what kind of camera was used? And interesting angle. And it's so fun to be on the filmmaker side of things. Yeah, we were watching the trailer to Surviving Death and like both yelling drone shot. Yeah. <laughs> and the Tyler Henry <coughs> Life After Death series on Netflix. I don't know if anyone's watching that, but he's a medium and yeah, drone shot and just all the different going in and out of focus and something in the foreground, the background. And so what did you okay? Seeing what we did because we did a lot of planning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll say I did a lot of planning. You did a lot of planning. But you also did too. No, I pretty much showed up. Okay. But now that you did the process of, you know, you went through a week of filming equipment. We had to bring all of our equipment in the car. Mm-hmm. We brought Anthropocone cameraman. And what do you think of the whole, that part of it, production-wise? All right. I'm just going to say this to the audience who may not be filmmakers, but basically it's kind of like uh, a huge 
not party, but like a wedding where there's different parts and pieces. Every minute of the day, you have to be on and pack up quickly and move and go to the next location and unpack and reset up and touch up the makeup and film again. And you never are really off until you go to bed and it's a short sleep. And then you wake up and you go again. And this was like a nice film schedule. So I can't imagine a real, like where you were working on the rookie and, or as your hat says, the, and then she put <laughs> black tape over rookie because she's tired of talking about it. Um, but where it's 18 hour shoots and stuff like that. Like this was just three people and some equipment, which filled up the entire back of my suburban. And uh, it was nuts. It was exhausting. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. It was exciting, but I, I, I was looking forward to coming home. Really? It was one week. And yeah. Uh, what about you? Did you love I was it? Like, yeah, I love it. Love it. This is your thing. That's my thing. And I would like to have kept going. I was like, oh, we're going to go home. It's going to go back to routine. Really? Yeah. See, and I was kind of craving the routine. I missed my little wake up, my coffee, kids, school, the whole thing. I think it's a excitement to it. There's an adrenaline, at least that I like. Are you addicted to adrenaline? My therapist said I might be. Yes, I think you are. Really? I agree with that. Your whole life, it's been looking for the thrills and the adventure. And well, and I think that's normal and human, but you can keep going with it. I'm like, I peter out after a while. I get my shot and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you want to keep going. So was that, that was exhausting. You yes. Yeah. Could you do that for a month? I mean, it would have to be, I, I, maybe I just have to be more involved if I'd done the planning and I knew who we were going to talk to more. And cause I was kind of along for the ride. I was more of a player on the team than the planner. So I don't know. Yeah. It might be different yeah. if you were, but you did a great job, dude. You had it down. Thank you. Although we, uh, if you do want to be a director, 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 you got to get mean. You were too nice. That's been my problem. Cause then we missed some good shots and things like that because it wasn't clear what we were supposed to do. No, it was because, because you wanted it to be a nice experience. Well, also. I didn't want to kill you guys and say, yeah. you know, we get to bed at 10 or 11 and then wake up at 5 a.m. to go shoot at six to get the sunrise. And I know you guys are, I mean, Pacone might, I don't know. Yeah, he's more of the seasoned filmmaker, but I think it's also blurred lines because we're all friends. So I didn't want to like kill you guys because I, I knew that. But don't be codependent. You can kill us. If we sign up to do it, we'll do it. Okay. So next time. Next time. <laughs> anyway, this is your segment. Keep talking. So more updates. So we did that. And then how's it been living here? How have you liked your big life change? Wow. It's very different and very nice. It's nice to be around family. You guys are very accepting and yeah it's good i'm figuring out how to like be okay with going in the back room and shutting the door and working on stuff because right. it feels weird not to i don't know when i'm supposed to be a part of the family or not whenever you want yeah you but are a like, part of the family thank you you're like yeah she's the awesome auntie everybody just if, if this isn't clear <laughs> she's my sister and she is awesome thanks and but you know i went from doing everything exactly how I wanted to do it all the time because I was just solo yeah so it is different to go like oh, okay I probably should come out and say hi or 
help out here, help out there and have dinner together. Yeah, but you never want to feel that obligation. Like, I hope it's when you want to not like, oh, they want me to. They think that blah, blah, blah. Well, there's certain things that are weird. Like if I just decided to lay in bed until 10 o'clock. Do it. Are you kidding me? Would you? You see me on the weekends. I don't get out of my PJs ever. It's nice. (laughs) But I think the weekend's a good time for that. But I just don't on the weekends. It's always getting up early anyway. Yeah, there is a built-in productivity thing. Yeah. Of also like getting up and starting, especially when other people around you. If we're, you know, how it was in COVID, like everybody was in it together. So yeah. we all could just kind of Lunch. relax together. Everyone got in touch with their little house in the prairie. <laughs> and then I'm going to do this all the time. I'm going to hike with the kids. We're going to play board games. Yeah. And now everyone's going back. And it's probably just, do you way feel it? the world? I mean, yeah, it's been that way for <laughs> a long time, though. I think you're in a different mode because we had to get back into school and all that right yeah. away so having kids keeps you on point yeah it really does no time to lounge 7 a.m they're out the door you know it's kind of crazy and your husband is on a he does his very routine schedule mm-hmm. so annoying. and you're more let's kidding. talk about that not annoying not annoying it's just very different than i am because well, you like it is and it isn't i don't know you wake up naturally you couldn't even sleep in huh no, yeah, I do. I guess it's a light thing. Although I, I shut all these uh, blackout lights over the weekend just to see if I could get extra sleep and it works. And Dave mm. sleeps in too. It's nice. No, Dave is great. I shouldn't act like I'm always so annoyed with him. I do it for shtick. It's not that. Although he is. I mean, there are moments and it does happen. And and you helped me a lot yesterday? Two days ago. A couple of days ago. Okay. Uh, folks, Let's get into marriage fights. Uh, But first, we're going to hear from our sponsor, Dream Dinners. We are sponsored by Dream Dinners. Go to dreamdinners.com and enter Mouse and Weens 99 at checkout if you're in the local area of Poway or San Marcos, and you will get $99 off your first order and free delivery if you choose it, or you can go pick it up. It is such a game changer, you guys. Dream Dinners has really changed our family mealtime. We make meals together. We sit down together. I feel confident that they're healthy foods, and the kids can even make them. My husband can make them. It's a really fun, wonderful service. I've been using it for three years, and I finally approached them and said, let's make this a business arrangement because I talk about you all the time anyway. So here we are. You save an average of $200 a month off your grocery bill if you sign up for Dream Dinners, which isn't a subscription service. It really is a ad hoc. You can choose it monthly. Uh, Whenever you want to stop, you can stop. So there's no subscription. Um, You only have to come in and pick up your meals once a month or have them delivered, but you will get a good bunch of meals in your freezer that you can thaw out and use as you see fit. This is perfect for people who have likes, dislikes, and allergies, and you can insert special instructions for your meals. And it really will change your lifestyle. You guys, please do go try it, mouseandweens.com. We have a quick link to give you your $99 off, or you can go to dreamdinners.com, choose your location. They are nationwide. And if you are in our local area, enter mouseandweens99 and get free delivery and $99 off your first order. Thank you, Dream Dinners. Mouse and Weens 99. They really are good. Don't they save our butt all the time? Oh my God. I can't imagine. I know. It tastes like real food that you didn't have to cook. 
And isn't it great? You just go out, pluck a bag. And, and you look done. like a genius. You've yeah. even said that to me. It's great. Like, Julianne, this is great. Yeah. And I was like, it's and great. I, and then I go, all I did is stick it in the oven. Yeah. You just mix a few things together, put it in the oven according to directions. I'll take awesome. the compliments. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice mouse wings placement sticker. You too. Everybody. Okay. Back to marriage fights. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about. What did you think of that experience? Because it just started naturally, right? I know it was weird. It was a what Sunday morning, hanging around the kitchen, and Weens over here is a recent psychology grad and is applying to mass to get her master's in counseling. Well, uh, social work, social work, which may lead to counseling, may not. But you decided to jump in and do a little marriage counseling for us without us knowing. I wasn't even doing it. Well, you were kind Knowingly. of. Knowingly. Yeah. You were, you were mediating. I don't even know. How did it start? I forget. I don't know. Oh, you, I know what it was. You wanted to go get the kids ready to go to the winery. Oh, In the yeah. morning, they wanted to take a bike ride. Yes, that's it. And You're right. you said, Dave, can you wrangle the kids? Because elliot's going to his football practice at 11 so can you get the kids let's do a nice family bike ride yeah i wanted to do it early before it got too hot and before all the activities started and that was my one goal for the weekend was a nice solid family time without screens and everybody lounged and nobody wrangled and then i started griping because the kids don't seem to listen to me very much anymore and i started blaming dave because he teases me too this is like part of our little back and forth the bickertons and uh teases you about what though i don't know about just being like everything about me right yeah but why did it bother you in this particular because you were the one that was trying to nag them nag, yeah quote unquote yeah right <clears throat> not my word. i guess it's the nagging thing perceived nagging i see it as hey let's make a plan teammate of the family and he sees it as a big um nagging eye roll sigh kind of moment which sucks man because the pig the pigs don't kick up on it the kids don't pick up on it i thought you just had a stroke (laughs) (laughs) the kids pick up on it and then they do the same thing oh mom you know and it's just that undertone so you jumped in and helped us navigate okay what could you do differently and then what could you do differently and find a middle ground well because it much like I think a lot of issues are the deeper issues. It's not just this one time and the, yeah, it was, yeah, your thing. I think what he was saying is that he doesn't get a minute to wake up in the morning without you throwing a list at him, which is, it'd be nice to say, I love you, honey, or good morning, which I do. Do you? Yes. Anyway, I refute that, but I get it. No, I know in general terms, I'm more listy and get it done and he's more chilly and he has his own plan in his head that he's not communicated. So I think, yay, weekend, we can get all this stuff done. And he thinks, yay, weekend, I can relax and watch things on TV and maybe do one project that he's decided in his head and never told me about. So we're on different pages anyway. But then the so the fundamental thing that it came down to with you is that you don't feel seen or heard. Yes. And then his fundamental thing is that he needs 
time to adjust in the morning and would like pleasantries and then you could get into talking about the list yes but then you came back and said well let's do that before because by the time we talk about it sometimes it's too late yeah if i have to sit and wait on my hands until 11 o'clock on saturday then we've lost half of our weekend fun time so the solution was do you remember yes so instead of calling him at work and being like, hey, we need to talk about blah, 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 blah. I'm supposed to write a list, type it up, keep a moving list, which is sort of doable, but I don't know. You don't have to type it up. Yeah, I know. That's kind of weird. At least, yeah. And then we're going to have Thursday couch meetings after dinner when the kids are cleaning up the kitchen. That's going to be our hangout, look at calendars, talk about plans, meet time discuss time it's the bob burgers time on the couch yeah and then they can all finish their dishes and then go watch bob's burgers together while i go upstairs and finish my other work so that was the plan and i liked it i think it works and we both you have to stick to it agreed. Now. okay well i can't because i'm going out for drinks for my pre-birthday oh tomorrow, tomorrow? Yeah, so. with who with Ma- you i hope i'm coming so far melissa and aaron that's it and that's it so far that's good <laughs> so girls. it'll be fun i think yeah, yeah. happy whoever birthday wants, wants to come, it's joey's birthday Yay, that's in me. two days on the 25th that's right and mom and moms that's mom. amazing joyce's choice joyce's choice my birthday buddy joyce popped out this little bun on the same on her birthday yes isn't that amazing it is hey i just want to say thank you for being our couple's counselor it was very helpful and I cried some tears trying to get my points out. And I think he understood that. And we hugged lots and it was good. And for somebody who is anti-counseling, that's as close as we're going to get to it, I think. So would you have come to that same thing without someone else there? I mean, what was helpful? We've done tune-up talks, but it would have taken a lot longer. What's helpful is a third person to hear him just to be in the room, I think, because homeboy has a chance... He has a tendency to roll right over me and just talk, talk, talk and interrupt. And he's a lawyer. I mean, he wants to win the argument all the time, no matter what we're talking about. So it's nice to have a neutral force in the room to kind of watch him, watch his P's and Q's a little bit, Hmm. I think. Hmm. Did you sense that at all? I can't tell. I haven't been in the room with you guys fighting talking <laughs> before yeah i know so i don't know but uh sometimes it does help maybe just have someone like okay he's got a point there and you also have a point yeah and let's yeah. hear what each other has to say. yeah it's the old <laughs> judge i i've been wishing for this for years i used to want to have a spy pen and just like film our discussions because i feel like it's so one-sided and it's so hard to get my points out and then to have a middle ground And I've had, and I even said this in our little discussion, I've had ex-boyfriends that I could do that with. They would go, oh, I see your point. Yes, that is another way to do something, but here's my point. And then we kind of sometimes would have to agree to disagree and then we'd move on, but not Dave. So you talked about that too, which was nice. I did. Yeah. You gave us like a, how to meet in the middle when, when, you know, you want to, what was the example? Now I can't remember. Oh, I think it was driving to work. He had the best way and the one and only best way. And I was like, no, you don't. There's multiple ways to do it. 
depending on your goal. What if I want to grab some groceries and get gas and then go to your work? Well, that's not the best way. Well, that's an opinion. So it was that whole seen and heard thing, I think. Right? And I think it came down to, even though his might be the most efficient way, there might be another way. And yeah, it might not be as efficient, but it might serve another purpose. So even if, but then, you know, it was like, yeah, there's, there is a fund, fundamental way to do things the best way. But then, okay, if you don't agree with <clears throat> your way, then just agree to disagree. Like, okay, that's your, that's where you have to agree to disagree. Yeah. There is another way to do it. And he can never agree to disagree. He's just right. And then walks out the room. But so. maybe this will shift. I hope so. And maybe nice. I do remember a certain person working at a certain job with a certain sister that we came to the same, we would do posters and graphic oh, yeah, design yeah, yeah. at Neurocrine and we would get the same result, but you would get so mad that I would get to my, get to the same result, but a different way than you would go. But it was the same exact copy of the same exact thing as the end result, but you couldn't. Say, I was 20 then. I think I'm different now. Okay, but it is yeah, similar. I get it. So I get it. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> you marry what you are. Oh, you marry what you are. We really are. We're competitive. But That's no, good. It was good. It so keeps thank the you. once a week spicy. Oh, or angry. Maybe it's just angry sex. All right. Oh. So um, just keep rolling along. Yeah. Do you have advice for me on my teenagers? Because we had a couple incidents. Oh, yeah. That, uh, I don't know. I mean, I I handled them, I think. We handled them, Dave and I. But I don't know if I handled them well or right. Um, So you let me know what you think. And audience, I would like your opinions too. Because I don't know, man. I feel like a big square. So what happened? Where was I? We were at shooting at the cemetery. Yes, yes, yes. We went to a cemetery, kind of true crimey, y'all, in our documentary. Um, and I got a text from one of my sons, I'm not going to point fingers, friends, who said, uh, hi, Joelle, this is Mrs. So-and-so, so-and-so's mom. Uh, can you call me, please? And I immediately got red flags because she always just texts me when we go, okay, so-and-so's going to your house. Fine. Great. I'll pick him up. Yada, yada. So I call her. Well, first I called Dave and he hadn't heard anything. So I call her and she tells me, hi, yes, I hate to tell you this. I'm so sorry. I am so embarrassed. We are not this family. I can't believe this happened on our watch. Meanwhile, my blood pressure is going up. What, what, what? Do you remember that time that your son spent the night? Like, I think it was a week and a half ago, two weeks at this point. I said, yes. And she goes, well, a video surfaced from that night from our son, meaning her son. uh, And he was drunk. They said, we don't know if your son drank also. All we know is this because we have a policy that we can take his phone when we need to and check through it and we found it and he's in big trouble, lost his phone. He's restricted for a while, can't see friends, Um, but we wanted you to hear it from us instead of elsewhere in case it's floating out there in the world. So now there's this video out there in the world that he sent to a friend and who knows what he did with it. 
so yeah we i couldn't do anything because as you know i was with you in northern california so i had to call dave and have him handle it which i think he did he talked to him and you guys haven't talked about it well we have but i mean i wasn't here i don't know exactly how he handled it and as a control person that's hard to like let go of but he says he handled it fine they had a big talk he took away his phone for a bunch of days four days five days something through the weekend it was like midweek and then uh, put him on restriction for a week he couldn't go anywhere and um you know then when i came home we had a big talk about how you can't do this and it could get in the wrong hands of someone um anyone at school you never know if it's going to hurt your future all that stuff so yes that was how we handled it but i don't know if that was right i don't know if like being so restrictive and punishy is gonna help or hurt so what do you think like what i don't know i need lots of opinions here people i'm like i don't know what to do with this really kind of yeah do you think what do you think too much or too soft well what i don't want it to do is to shut down the lines of communication You know, because what we said was, hey, if you had come to us and said, look, this happened, I tried alcohol, I didn't like it, I didn't drink a lot, my friend did, and then the video got out, and that's what happened. We probably would have gone easier on him, thank you for talking to us, but because he was sneaky and went behind our back, and then... (sighs) But all you did was take his phone away, that's not hard. I know, I know. But he is going to remember that as, oh, remember that week I was out of touch? Because that's social suicide at this age. Yeah. Like, this is how they all stay in touch. So, I don't know. Part of me is like, maybe we should have not punished, but just had a big talk. And that way he'd be more apt to tell us in the future. Like, did we just shut him down? Because now he's like, oh, them finding out equals losing stuff. Therefore... I'm going to be more sneaky about it next time. Did you have a talk with him later? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of talk? Just what I said, that talk, that if you had come to us and talked to us, it would have been not as big of a deal, but we had to find out from someone else, which is bad news. Did you have like a talk about drinking in general or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not really like the health of it and this and that more of the safety and, you know, that's something you can do when you're older right now. It's you're too young and your brain isn't developed and it can lead to bad habits and but we get it we're all curious but you know if you're curious about something come to us and we can talk about it so i don't know but it sounds good yeah it sounds like healthy parenting yeah what would you have done would you have punished i smacked him i would have said you have to <laughs> drink a bottle of jack daniels right now <laughs> and see how great this is no i've heard of parents doing that really well old school days yeah um scared straight yeah i don't know i think i think that was well handled i who am i to say i don't know well i know so i have another so i went on this girl's trip for my pre-weekend and one of my friends love her is very liberal very liberal and she just kind of says she doesn't punish for anything that her kids do. She just talks to them and 
gives them the tools on how to deal with it because it is going to come up and they're in high school and they're going to go to parties and they're going to be people drinking and they're going to drink and how to handle it. So that was like kind of a mind blowing statement to me. I was like, really? So you wouldn't have punished. She was like, no, but I don't know how I feel about that. So like, where do you draw that line? Obviously you feel like you need to have a consequence. Yeah. Right. I think that's good because the phone is a great consequence and that was kind of a big act. But is that going to shut them down more and make them more sneaky? Mm. I don't know. If it, how communicative is he otherwise? It's not. I guess it's a teenager though, right? Yeah. Is, is your other one more? They're equally quiet about their personal stuff and feelings. So this is a teenager thing, though. I think they're they're asserting their independence. This is that child psychology stage of, you know, they're just doing their thing, which is healthy. So I think you do have to have a little consequence because you're still the parents. And yeah, I think it was good. You didn't yell. You didn't slap. You didn't, you know. (laughs) You and your slapping. Slapping. So much slapping. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I guess so, but it made me second guess when I heard my friend say that, that she wouldn't have punished. And does she have a better system or relationship? And maybe her kid is more open and communicative so they can do that more. I don't know. Or is it a boy thing? And like, it's easier to be harder on boys. Like, would I have done the same thing with Charlotte? You know, if it were I would her. think so. I see that you give kind of equal punishments. I think so. Yeah, she's younger though, but yeah, it's the phones. That's the biggest punishment oh, you can ever do. The phone away. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Friends. Yeah. yeah. I think it was fine. I think. Yeah. You. I don't know. Uh, you know, you have to do something, I guess, for them to pay attention. What about the letting them drink beer at home, like when we were in Germany, and the parents just let the kids have beer with dinner, and it's not a big deal? What about that? There's so many, there's different sides to it, I think, because I'll hear people say, my parents let me have alcohol, so that became a problem. And later in life, it's, oh. you know, my parents gave it a green light, and they were, and then I was so used to it by the time I was older. Yeah. And then there's other people that say it was so taboo, they didn't let me have it, and then it made me really want it. So I think it's yeah. just, like, what you are, can't win. Yeah. I think God. you do the best with the kid you have and use your own judgment. I think you did good. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. I did pull up a top 10 list. Thank you for that. Uh, just because it's fun to read top 10 lists. Um, 10 parenting tips for teens. Okay. This is by uh, a bunch of PhDs. David, Amy, and Nadine. PhD. Psychologist, child development, and psychiatry from different universities and and school of medicine okay give kids some leeway give kids a chance give teens a chance to establish their own identity giving them more independence it's essential to help them establish their own place in the world do you think i'm giving my kids enough leeway and independence no okay i don't want to be too controlling because i know that's my tendency i try not to uh choose your battles wisely doing themselves harm or doing something that could be permanent are those like a tattoo it's like the tattoo conversation those things matter purple hair messy room those don't matter don't nitpick okay 
Number three, invite their friends for dinner. It helps to meet kids you have questions about. True. And I like doing that. And that's another thing I lament about not driving anymore. I used to drive all the kids around and I get to know them. And now I don't have to. Although with the younger one, I still do because uh, the bigger one has a two-seater and can only fit one person in the car, which is nice. And they're not allowed to drive kids around. They can only drive siblings around. Why don't you invite them all over here for a party? We don't have a cool enough house, apparently. What? Yes. This is what I've been told. By Ellie? Yeah. Or Toby? By both of them. The, oh. the game room is too open. Charlotte walks around too much with her dumb friends. The backyard's boring. So I think I need to get her. I know. Like, but then it's true. His friends have really cool houses with like shuffleboard and, and ping pong and volleyball nets and all this stuff. So we do have a dartboard and a cool TV outside. But I think I want to get a ping pong table and maybe draw a pickleball court where the basketball, the basketball court is. Yeah. yeah. And then like more sporty things available. Really? So that's part of my summer plan. Get that going. Okay. So get to know the kids. Um, If you just say you can't go out with those kids, it can backfire. It increases the antagonism. Okay. Uh, Number four, decide rules and discipline in advance. If it's a two-parent family, it's important to be on the same page. Um, Allowance, grounding, Blah, 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 which I think we do. I think we're pretty good about coming to agreement on that. Mm. Number five, discuss checking in. Give teens age-appropriate autonomy, especially if they behave, <coughs> if they behave appropriately, uh, but you need to know where they are. That's part of responsible parenting. Um, if they need to call and check in, blah, blah, blah. We do that Life360. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. It's like that GPS tracking system and they've all opted in. So at any moment, I can click it and see where their little car and phone are. Uh, occasionally, yeah. That one time we lost Elliot after he went to the trampoline place and then the burger place. And then they got kicked out of a mall type place and they were in trouble. And I was like, where are you? And he wasn't picking up his phone. I did it then, but he was fine. He just had his phone off. I don't know. Okay, number six, talk to teens about risks. Okay, that's obvious. Number seven, give teens a game plan. Tell them, uh, oh, like drunk driving. That was a big part of our talk. Like if someone's drunk and driving, whatever. I don't care if it's three in the morning, just call me. Uh, I had a friend who made an Uber account, like a family Uber account, put it on all her kids' phones and said like, a, don't ask, don't tell. If you have to use Uber, use Uber. If you have to put your friend in an Uber, do it. We don't want anyone drinking and driving, which I thought was pretty smart. That's cool. Do you like that? Would you do that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Number eight, keep the door open. Don't interrogate, but act interested. Share a few tidbits about your own day. Ask about theirs. How was the concert? How was the date? How was your day? Um, Oh, here's a good one. Another good line. You may not feel like talking about what happened right now. I know what that's like, but if you feel like talking about it later, you come to me. Does that sound like dad? He was always like, yeah, come on, girls. Did you feel like telling dad stuff because of that? No. <laughs> well, he was so psychology heavy. I always didn't like it. He was always trying to figure me out and like break the code. And I was like, yeah, get out of my really? head. Yes. I don't like Do that. I do that? Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. No. Yes. I do. I'll tell you a dream. <coughs> like this morning, I told you my crazy dream. And you're like, what do you think that means? And I was like, <laughs> ah, here we go. It's just a weird dream. <laughs> oh, I know, but you shut it down real quick. 
Oh, yeah, there's some obvious signs there. I'll tell the dream after. But. Okay, number nine, let kids feel guilty. I think too much is made about self-esteem. Feeling good about yourself is healthy, but people should feel bad if they have hurt someone or done something wrong. Kids need to feel bad sometimes. Do you agree? Guilt is a healthy emotion. But you've been like, don't shame them. It's like manipulation, though, I think, when it's like, do you know what you did to me when I had to? I don't know. What do I know? That's what I want to say is I'm not you sure how that. to handle it. You've read it. a ton. You've gone to school for it. I don't know. I don't know. It's the guilt and shaming part of uh, there's got to be a way to do it. There's got to be a way to do it where it's not making them. I don't know. Like, okay, for example. Yeah. Oh, what? Well, I don't want to say it because then I'll feel bad because no, mom tell me, tell listens. Me. Well, oh, mom. well, I felt bad about like I was just saying this morning about my we went to Ghirardelli Chocolate Factory for my birthday oh. <laughs> and then I it was my birthday. So I got to order anything on the menu and then I just chose the cheapest thing because I knew that we didn't have a lot of money. And then when I was eating it, I was so unhappy. I started crying because I didn't want it. And then mom was like, why are you crying? It's your birthday. This should be happy. And then I cried more because I, and then it was all because the thing I ordered and then I felt terrible. And then they're like, what's wrong with you? And then they got mad at me. So I was crying on my birthday and they did this big thing, but it was all because I chose the cheapest thing on the menu. (laughs) Oh, that's so sad. (laughs) Charlie and the chocolate factory. Sad. Yes. No, it's so. But, but you did it because you knew that they wanted you to pick something. Cheaper. I think I would Just... try to navigate how to look good. But that's, I don't know if that's shamey stuff. I yeah. think we really didn't have money and I felt, but it was confusing. Yeah. That's hard. Like, anyway, that's not the same exactly. It's a cute story though. Poor thing. Hey. I know. And I didn't apply to college because I knew we didn't have money. I went the DVC route, the junior college route. We talked about this this morning, but you said it turned out great. It was a great choice. I was so happy about it because I got straight A's and I got to work and make a buttload of money and get all my crazy party town out of the way and uh, hung out with my friends that did go away to school. So I got my dorm experience still. And then when I finally got into school as a transfer student, as a junior, I did great. I had already been wise to the world. So yeah, I'm, I think it's a great route to go folks parents out there send your kid to junior college yeah and make them go into the transfer system just hope that they set their hopes high and like do really well in junior college with the plan to go to because i got into ucsd and uc berkeley which i probably couldn't have gotten into had i gone as a freshman do they take some of the kids from i think it's like a direct transfer and they like kids that go to jc first yeah yeah some direct line yeah yeah there's junior colleges that work with certain schools and yeah and you get in almost in a sneakier way than average folks. yeah it's not yeah it's sneaky ish but it's smart because you're only paying four dollars a unit versus tens of thousands of dollars Four dollars a unit you yeah. haven't been to school in a while i know that's what always <laughs> i've been and it was great and so it was super cheap and it was great honestly I loved yeah it. i i did that route too yeah yeah it's a good thing very smart yay for us yay thanks mom you taught us how to be efficient economically sound you did not shame us and don't worry about that 
uh, Ghirardelli chocolate situation. <laughs> I learned later to order expensive things. Oh, yes, you did. No, I Just haven't. Um, all right, wait, number 10. Where'd my, my list go? Oh, I laughed too hard. I hit a button. There's number Uh-oh. 10. No, she's looking at how to buy used tires. No, WebMD sent me down a bad path. Dang Ooh. it. What is number 10? Okay. Number 10 is tell them you love them a lot. Oh, yes. Something about telling them how much you appreciate them. Yeah. No, they said don't do that. Don't coddle them. Really? One time I was with Joelle and we were at karaoke. I made her come with me. I think it was my birthday. So I chose karaoke. Joelle did not want to go, but was supporting me. And then I put her name in to sing and she didn't want to sing. And I was like, come on, Joe, you could do it. You're great. And she moved my hand off of her hand. And she said, stop coddling me. She was coddling. Don't coddle. You coddled me yesterday, making me play flute. I didn't want to play flute. Why? Oh, she played enough. flute on a song and I was so happy about that. <laughs> but do you really hate it? Why? Because I can't. I'm not like a play by ear kind of person. It will show how awful I am at playing by ear. I can't tell scales or keys or any of that. I play straight up notes on a page. Like that's how I play music. That's the only way I know how. But it just said play A and C. Yeah, well, those weren't the right notes. It was an A and a D that went together. And I, really? that was dumb. It was dumb. But I heard you tooting around after I left. So did you, <laughs> did you get something? You got yeah. something good. All right. Uh, number 10, I found it. WebMD says, be a role model. Your actions, even more than your words, are official. Oh, I can't see. Are critical in helping teens adopt good moral and ethical standards. If they have a good role model from early on, they will be less likely to make bad decisions in their rebellious teen years. So, or as Metallica says, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> I know. Well, it's the opposite. We drink. And so, of course, they're going to want to taste drinking things. So maybe we need to cut that out. Did you? You haven't been drinking a lot around the house. Well, no, it's like a glass of wine with dinner here and there. It's not a lot. Yeah, you guys are fine. Okay, thanks. it's normal good. drinking. All right responsible have you ever let the kids try alcohol yeah yeah we've always had little sips of champagne and wine and they've taken a big slug of beer before and most don't like it some are like hmm that's not bad Mm -hmm. so it's never been taboo but it's like I I did kind of trick them and I said oh yeah you're a kid so you'll throw up um but when you turn 21 you won't throw up like it's a magical year that all of a sudden their body's going to switch and then they won't throw up oh, anymore. <laughs> well, that was when they were little. I just didn't want to go there. Oh, now I can explain it a little better. See, now that's lying. Lying. What's the Santa thing? Not that I'm spoiling anybody's uh, Christmas. Am I? We do have a lot of six-year-olds listening. Yes, we do. Yes. All right. All right. Well, I think you do a great job with your kids. Thank you. They're pretty cool kids. Overall, they are very on the straight and narrow. Who knows what they're really doing? But I don't I think much. I don't think so either. Because they, they didn't sneak out. I was sneaking out of this age out the window on poor Grandma Ruth. <laughs> I left to LA and came on her back. back? I, on her. I wrote her. She didn't even notice. She thought it was a backache. Oh, we were terrible kids. I know. There was a lot of sneaking, but we really wanted to get out of that house at that time. Yeah. yeah. It was a different situation, I hope. Anyway, I hope you guys are... Um, dealing with some of the same things i am in a good way and have any advice we're, we're open and available for advice mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. 
did i do it right yeah uh we are at mouseandweens at gmail.com on email everything's mouseandweens.com all if our it's her socials. private email it's mouseandweens.dork Jeez, <laughs> where'd that come from? She's been living here too long. So right. Comfortable over there. I'm just kidding. All right, I know it's my tooth. You keep staring at that. Uh, Mouse and Weens, <laughs> do at Mouse and Weens for all of our social media, YouTube. Um, anything else? No. We want to shout out to our patrons. Uh, hi, Sarah. Uh, she's our latest and we love our patrons so if you feel like joining the fun you'll get behind the scenes videos and secret secret intel on uh, what we're up to and other fun funny things and you get swag and welcome gifts yada 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 for a mere five dollars a month so go to patreon.com backslash mouse and weens anything else nope Yay! all right bye everyone thanks for waiting for our episode sorry it took so long we've been busy okay bye lung, lung, lung. She's five foot eight, but her heart's eight feet. She couldn't find a bathroom, so she peed from a tree. A lot of her friends seem to end in sounds of E. Carla, Ali, Kari, Daphne, he and Stephanie. Her husband Dave loves her and they're so darn cute. He's secretly attracted to the sounds of her toots and also to the melody that comes from her flute. Devil went down to Georgia with the coots. So rich, we'll buy spanks for the kinks. You're my hunt, you're my beautiful dove. Loves freaking, loves freaking, loves freaking like no others. Mexico airport, she couldn't find her phone. She yelled at some travelers who wished they stayed at home. Thanks, Mom, for giving us that wriggly dog. It makes me forget about that squished hot tub frog. Thanks for helping me drive between the lines, even when I'm putting mouse and ween stickers on the signs. My favorite way to start the day is your morning hugs that make me feel okay. with you in a photo booth but maybe I'll wait until you get your tooth thanks for buying me the protein powder help my voice is changing it's getting deeper and louder why didn't Nan make me sing this song oh yeah 
It's because I love you, Mom. garden lady at my school it makes it really great and it makes it really cool we went to costco and i kept shocking you the electricity came up from my shoes thanks for allowing me to get two cats one poops on the floor and the other one's fat thanks for saving my flip-flop on the water slide in mexico before it went into the tide. I love you, Mom. Yay! Two cats. Podcasters, influencers, YouTubers, basically anybody with a fan base. How would you like to join me as a contestant on my new trivia podcast? The smartest podcast on the planet, hosted by that guy, Chad. Every content creator out there wants to be the best. Well, here's your chance to prove it. I'm calling for any and all content creators out there to go head to head on my show and prove that you are, well, the smartest. Challenge your friends, challenge your co-host. You can even challenge your supporters. I don't care. If you want to be a contestant on the show, send an email to booking at smartestpod.com. That's booking at smartestpod.com. Do you need to get a pen? That's fine. I'll wait. That's booking at smartestpod.com. You know what? Better yet, just go to our website, smartestpod.com, and click on the guest page. And I know that you're wondering if the smartest podcast on the planet, hosted by me, is any good. No, it's not. It's awesome. The smartest podcast on the planet is not actually the smartest podcast on the planet, but it is the smartest podcast on the planet, hosted by that guy, Chad, and is a proud member of the Podfix Network. This was a podcast of the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.